Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and this is Conversations with Cynthia. And as I say every time, I'm so glad that you have joined me today. And I think you are going to be very blessed by um, this show. I have a very, very special guest that has just released a book, and her name is Monica Hawkins. And she is currently living in Denver, Colorado. And she has such an amazing story and testimony of how God can cause just bad things to, to really create beauty. And in her life, there is beauty. And it is out of ashes. And she is the founder of Monica Hawkins Ministry. And she is passionate about proclaiming the unadulterated Word of God to encourage people to live a life in Christ. And she's experienced the power of the Lord in her life as she has prevailed over physical abuse, divorce, teenage pregnancy, and then the tragic death of her youngest son. And by believing in the Word of God and knowing He still has a plan for her life, she continues to really proclaim God's love. She, has a, she had a successful career in corporate world. She left a six-figure salary and went into ministry full-time. She's an ordained minister, and she really has a heart to reach souls. So you know that we are kind of doing a summer um, of life stories, and this is an amazing story that I think you're going to be really blessed. So, Monica, thank you so much for joining me here from Colorado, and we are so thank excited you. to have you on the air. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for having me to be able to share my life story. I really appreciate it. Well, this is quite an amazing story. And before we get too much into it, tell listeners again how to get a hold of you, because I know they'll want to, to find more information. Yes. Um, your audience can reach me at monicahawkinsministries.org. Um, we love to pray for people. We love to encourage people. And um, so connect. Awesome. Thank you. Now, you know, you, you certainly have had a lifetime. You've had some abuse growing up, and so you've had some things you've had to endure and overcome, and you continued to prevail in your faith in Christ. But then you endured a tragedy that no parent ever wants to imagine. And what were the events leading up to the death of your son, Dante? How, how did this happen and occur? Well, Dante was um, 20 years old um, when he was murdered, May 6th. Um, 2012, and actually, it's his anniversary date today. It is. It is his um, date today. Yeah, three years, and, and actually two months he's been gone. But um, it was it was a night that changed my life forever. One phone call, Cynthia, changed my life when um, one of my family members had called me. But prior to that, Dante had called me um, an hour and a half before I got that tragic phone call and said, Mom, I just finished school and I'm on my way home. Um, I, I left my keys at school. Can you go unlock the door? And I said, sure. And, um, and he's like, mom, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And we ended our phone conversation and I went downstairs to unlock the door and 
Um, it was an unusual feeling, Cynthia, but as always, I always, you know, wake up and when I woke up by my, by my sons, I always pray. Mm, and wow. so I, I began to pray very hard and I fell back to sleep. And, um, and then the next call that I received, like any mother, Cynthia, I never wanted to receive it, um, was that, um, a family member called and said, Dante was shot. And I'm, just puzzled because I'm like I just hung up the phone with them right and um and learned lo and behold I got to the scene and I was still prayerful still hopeful um that you know he was alive because at the time on the scene all I saw was ambulance and not a coroner's van so I was very hopeful for God and kept praying to God and and as time went on the detective gave the license to my oldest son and said you know, tell your mom to go home um, because it was your brother. And and I said, I'm not going home. I'm not leaving my baby here. On Absolutely the not. And I went out and I and and I went up to her, and she was very nice. And she said, right. "You've been so patient, Miss um, Hawkins. Um, I'm going to let you behind the yellow tape." And you know, Cynthia, in a crime scene, you are not permitted. Absolutely behind the yellow yeah. tape and. She allowed me to go back under there, and at that point, I saw my son, and that was my last goodbye as his mom. And from that point on, the life that I knew had now ended. Oh, my. I, it's it's unimaginable. I, I mean, what a gift that you heard his voice. So, yes. I, I, what a gift. But I, I can't even imagine how you would even start to make sense of all of that. You know what? And that was part of my journey of healing. You can't make sense of something so senseless. Um, and the fact that, you know, Dante wasn't the intended target. Um, he he got caught in um, this violent crime that we're all seeing. Um, and he was an innocent bystander and got hit by the bullet. And oh, my gosh. That, I mean, that so, that's hor- in and of itself is, is horrible. It's absolutely an innocent life like that. Yes. And you know what? And I tell parents, and I'll just be honest, you know, Cynthia, you know, Dante, you know, at 14, he woke up one day and I was just like, who is this kid? (laughs) Um, You know, it was a teenager life, but, you know, he, he wasn't a perfect kid. He wasn't, he didn't always do things right. We went through a lot of different struggles as, as a teenage, um, teenager and, but he pulled through it and he finally decided, you know what? I'm no longer going to listen to my prayer pair of friends, I'm going to listen to my mom and what she raised me to be. And that's how he went to college. Um, and he went to college and that's when his life really began to turn. And he got into um, a, a Christian group up at his college and things like that. But it wasn't always peaches and cream. But well, I think, you know, that's his life around. I think that would be so painful to feel like you kind of made it through the hard times and you were kind of free and clear and now we're on the right track. And to have to, to endure that at that point is just, that's, it's horrible. Cynthia, that was a very stru- struggle in my faith with God. Right, right. It's like, God, you finally brought him to the place where I, what I instilled in him. The Bible says, train up a child in a way to go. And when it gets older, it won't depart. And it finally got to that older. <laughs> exactly. And started turning his life around. And then. Um, that tragic moment, it was devastating. 
until this day, Cynthia, I don't even know how I got back home um, because I lost it. I I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs, saying, God, help me, because the child that I love so dearly was standing right before my eyes dead. Oh, my. I mean, just taken, like in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. And when I look back over the time frame, um, Cynthia, it was an hour and 10 minutes between the time we spoke and the time he got murdered. I, I, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. I, 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 that type of grief is, is so debilitating and so consuming. You, you, you think it you're is. never going to find your way out of it. You, 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 know, you, want, you feel like death yourself when you have that. Absolutely. And it, was a, it is a journey. I mean, that's, um, that's, the living, that's the living dead feeling when you have that type of grief. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something, Cynthia, honestly, you know, as I went to therapy, um, I did go to therapy. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> do you want to say it one more time? Because <laughs> I'm so glad. Because I, I love listeners to hear, hear how powerful therapy can be and that uh, it was helpful to you. You know, because sometimes I hear that therapy might not have been helpful. And, and for the most part, therapy is such a great gift God gives us. And it is such a great gift. And for me, um, because I obey God, I said it in my book, you know, where are you, God? And one of the things he told me to do to get through this is to go through therapy. And, and like a lot of people, you know, I, I always had it in my idea, you know. Hey, exactly for crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and they, what people crazy. don't, yes, what people don't know is that we are all crazy. And that, that's, <laughs> that, you know, God is saying, wow, these people, they have no idea. Yeah. They have no, they have no idea. Me, yeah. And he spoke to me very clearly since and said, you know what? You, you are crazy if you don't go because right. your life has dramatically changed. And I'm so thankful for the therapy. I am so thankful that I, and I tell anyone when you have experienced this type of trauma, you need therapy. And that's why we can see in the world of people that have experienced this, not really making it or finding their new way, because it's a lot to consume and to understand. And you don't understand it unless you have got having someone that can educate you on that process effectively. Well, and and I believe it. I think you, you're saying it so poignantly when you say there's a lot to consume because, you know, what I, when I talk to clients, I say to them, when you're dealing with post-traumatic stress, which, mm-hmm. you know, this is post-traumatic stress. This is secondary, secondary trauma. And um, what we find is that, you know, we all have the grief and loss process going on simultaneously. It's just the size mm-hmm. of the mourning that we have to do. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I say to them, if it's a small, you know, small loss – like, you know, maybe I missed the light on my way to work or something. That's like the mm-hmm. size of like a Pop-Tart. You know, a couple bites, mm-hmm. I take it in, I'm done with it. When you have right. a, a size, your, the size that you were having to deal with on top of trauma mm-hmm. in your childhood, that's like the cereal aisle at your grocery store. Exactly. You know, bite, mm-hmm. one bite at a time, and it takes years to consume takes- and to get all that so that you are bigger than the loss. And one thing I love that my therapist said to me, Monica, grief is grieving is something you never get over. You learn how to get through it. That's right. And I've learned 
how to get through it day by day with with my relationship with God and my relationship with my support system. That's how I get through it. Wow. Well, we're coming on the end of the, to the end of this segment. And Monica, thank you for just being so honest. And listeners, I want you to join in for the next segment because we are really going to talk about where God is in all of this because we, you know, as our world continues to kind of just, it's derailing itself. We are having tragedies and loss of epic proportions on a daily basis. And so I think Monica has some really amazing answers for that question of where God is. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment. You can always listen to the show on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I have a very special guest with me today. This is Monica Hawkins. She is joining us from Denver, Colorado, and originally grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she has authored a book about the death of her son, the tragic um, shooting of her 20-year-old son, and just the power that she has um, found in the love and the healing and the forgiveness of God and helping her with her own forgiveness process. And so the, the, where we left in the last segment was this idea of where is God. And I know, listeners, that you can relate to that, that sometimes we just think, where is God? And maybe your loss isn't the size of Monica's. Maybe it is. Maybe it's bigger. But what we all have to endure day in and day out are losses, And how do we go through that loss process of things just not working the way we wanted them to? Things just missing or losing things or things ending tragically or even even when we have something that has to end, like launching our children. We have to go through the grief and loss process. And and this is such an amazing story of this this life and how she has really worked with God on healing from something this this huge, this devastating. So, Monica, thank you for joining us again. Thank you, Cynthia. And tell the listeners again how they can get hold of you, because this this book, Shattered Heart, is just a, an amazing, an amazing book. Yeah, so you can connect with me, um, Monica Hawkins Ministry, and my book is A Shattered Heart, A Journey of Hope, Trust, and Healing. A journey. Uh, I think journey is a perfect word. Yes, it is. It, it, you is, know, per- it is. Because we, it were, is we were talking about in the last segment, you know, this idea that the therapist you were working with so poignantly said to you, you know, you never stop grieving. It is really uh-huh. a, a process. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I also tell clients that, you know, grief is what we have and mourning is what we do. And so uh-huh. your grief really never leaves you. You're never happy about what happened. You never resolve a loss like this. You know, Uh so the grief can be with you always. You know, every year you have he's not here. You know, all the (laughs) life that he was going to have, all the events that you don't get to share with him. You have to grieve on an ongoing basis. The mourning process, though, gets much more manageable, wouldn't you say? Yes, it does get much more more manageable. But, you know, it's those trigger things, you know, with the mourning, Cynthia, that occurs, you know, because in actuality, it's the time... You know, when you as a parent loses a child um, in murder or any time, it's out of order. Exactly. Out of the order 
um, especially with this balance, it's out of order, and it's because your future now has been cut off. Your inheritance has been cut off with your with Dante dying at such a young age. So that mourning on special moments or things like, you know, he would have graduated from college this May. Right. Um, him getting married. Um, those things begin, and, and those are the things that you as a grieving parent have to pay attention to your triggers um, and what will cause you to go into that deep pain and that deep suffering because it's truly, you know, Cynthia, out of order, but it's a journey if you trust God. Well, and didn't didn't you find that there were moments when you kind of thought, okay, now I'm okay, I'm kind of leveled out, and then it would hit you again like a ton of bricks, like it happened yesterday? You know what? I, I say in my book, In a Shattered Heart, you know, the emotion is like an ocean. You know the waves are going to come. You just don't know how high. <laughs> That's very powerful. That's very powerful. You just don't know how, how high. And sometimes the waves come in, they're kind of very small. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the wave of the emotions come in, of, the, of, of your grief, it's, oh, it can be debilitating, you know. So I, I always compare it to a great friend of mine gave me that analogy. And it's, they said it's like, a, it's like an ocean. It comes in waves. And you have to know it's going to come in waves. And so there was a point, um, and there are still points in my life in this journey about the grief of Dante is that it's a huge wave. Yes, and there yes. are times I still say to this day, God, where are you? God, I still, don't, I, I still can't wrap my mind around that he's gone sometimes. And so those emotions of, you know, denial, of shock, of hurt, of anger, feeling vengeful at times. They come in hopelessness. It comes in waves. But no, it's going to come. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And, you know, I read some in your book about you talk about, you know, the power of living and realizing that, that, that not, you know, that not loving is not living and learning to love again and learning to love those around you and learning to love God and that what better way to honor Dante than to be really living well? And you know how I started that, Cynthia? The honest thing that I say is that I had to learn to forgive. Exactly. And that's how I learned to live again, to love again, to experience life again. Because it's hard to love again. When when you've been that harmed, that hurt, you kind of don't want to, to be vulnerable and love people. You don't want to attach anymore. No, you don't want to attach because you are always faced with the person leaving or, you know, or the death coming in. And so, and even with that, you know, like I said, it started with my journey of forgiving and learning how to forgive and through my therapy. And I can't say it enough, <laughs> my, pastoral, my pastoral counseling was, um, you know, it was just like you never forget the incident. You learn how to let go of the emotions that's attached to that incident. Exactly. And it was so hard because how can I separate you? And I encountered the person of interest. I share that in my book. We came face to face. Wow. And in my mind, Cynthia, I'm not going to tell you I had the Christian response when I exactly. first saw the person exactly. of interest. You know, exactly. Uh, my, my thought was to go over there and just put harm to this person of interest, but because 
I love God, and I took the moment. And, and God spoke to me very softly. He said, you did the work. You forgave. And, oh. and out of my confession to the person of interest, I said, I forgive you. And tears were streaming down my face, and I, and I was emotional. And I got on the phone to my support system and said, I just saw the person of interest. I did the work, didn't I? I forgave. My goodness. I, that, I mean, it, it's hard to think about forgiving someone that, that takes that much. You know, you really get to understand the heart of God as, as to the magnitude of his forgiveness for all of us and the way the world is and where we have taken it. And that he continues to forgive. And, and it's, yes. it's insurmountable to do it on a human level. You can't forgive humanly. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have God helping you with forgiveness. Because you can't you do can't, it yourself. You can't. You cannot. Do, this forgiveness is supernatural. You know what, um, Cynthia, I don't know how I would have did it without God. I understand why people go into addictive behaviors because of such pain or such grief. But with God, because the Holy Spirit is a great counselor, he is the Prince of Peace, um, he was able to show me what that looked like in my life. And I could forgive that person of interest because when God then spoke to me, he said, you don't know where their eternity is going to be. And we know that the eternity is forever. That's right. So I, I realized that the key that God gave me, the biggest key that God gave me through this process was, forgiven myself. And we're going to kind of come back right away with this next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment with Monica Hawkins. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you joined me today. And we have a very special guest and a very amazing topic. Uh, this is Monica Hawkins with me today, and she has just written a book, A Shattered Heart. And it is quite an amazing story of the healing of God. It is a shattered heart, a journey of hope, trust, and healing. And she lost her son to a shooting, and he was just an innocent bystander and took that bullet at 20 years of age. And just the the honesty and the vulnerability of her heart is so powerful. And we left that last segment talking about um, just the issue of forgiveness. And so if you weren't able to listen to the show in its entirety, please visit the website, my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can really hear this whole story. So, Monica, we left off on this idea of forgiveness. And, you know, one of the things that I tell clients is, you know, the, when we incur losses of this size, and it isn't just the loss of a loved one, it can be losses where someone has betrayed you to a degree or, or stolen your business or, you know, your home burns down and you've lost everything. Um, now, certainly the loss of a child is, is probably the top of the list. It's, it's, we, we really can't top the loss of a child. And when it comes to forgiveness of the person that has created that loss, I mean, I can honestly say when I have gone through huge um, uh, issues that, of, of loss, that, and I've had tragedy in my life, certainly, and, and I've really had to ask for the Holy Spirit for the, for the gift of forgiveness because not only did I not know how to forgive or didn't feel like I was uh-huh. able to give, I simply was honest with God and said, no, I don't want to. I don't even want to. So you're going to have to help exactly. me, God, with even wanting to. Exactly. Exactly. And, there, and it took me a long time to even, have, like you said, 
that want to. And, and, and God is such a gentleman. Yes. Um, that, you know, forgiveness is something that even for him, I had to forgive God. Isn't that, does um, he talk that, about that a little bit? The, because people yeah, have a hard time understanding why we would need to forgive God because we know that God yeah. doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, not but it's God. relational, and we have yeah. expectations. Yes, and not that God is a God that needs forgiveness because right. He doesn't. Like right. He says, Cynthia, He does nothing wrong. But because He says, "I'm touched with your infirmities," um, He understands that He's the point or the object of your 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 emotions, and right. emotions are neither right nor wrong. They're just that. They're just emotions, and the fact that. You know, my thing was, I had an expectation of God. Right. God, you're the protector. You're all-knowing. I build a relationship with right. you. I trusted why you. Why didn't you, yes, why didn't you keep him? You yes. betrayed my trust. Where are you, God? Yes. And he gave me such a wonderful answer. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I have given you all the ability to choose. I can't make you choose, although I try to gear you into the right choice. Right. And and with that said, it it for me on the human side, I was able to consume it and digest it and say, Wow, God, I get it. Like that was that person's choice. And although God may may have dealt with that person in different ways, because they chose not to listen to God, right. the end result impacted my life. And I had to walk through that forgiveness because it was a trusting, because I was a Christian. I was preaching to hundreds of young people, right. and they were getting saved, and God was keeping them. But why my son? Why? And I had to learn to do the process of forgiving God, forgiving myself, and the person of interest. And God had to tell me, put away the why questions and let me heal you. Who can heal a broken heart? Nobody but me. It's not Tom that can heal it. It's me that can heal it. And I had to, I, and I hold on to God's hand every moment, Cynthia. Well, and I th- yes, I think that's the hardest thing is when we really say to God, I'm willing. Because, you know, holding on to the unforgiveness, holding on to the anger is also part of holding on to the person. You know, now exactly. we're coming up to another break. This went very fast, this this little break here we had. And so I want you listeners to please join me in the next segment, because I think it's important that we really understand this idea of the grief and loss process and how powerful it is and how necessary it is for us to move through it and to allow God to help us through it and to realize that like what Monica was talking about, she has this horrendous loss that should never have happened. And the unfairness of it and the injustice of it is unbearable. And to then have to say to God, okay, I'll forgive, I'll move forward, I'll live again, I'll love again, it's mind-boggling when you're in the midst of that pain. And so we have to remind ourselves that God knows our pain. He knows our loss. He has endured tremendous pain and loss himself, and so he is close to our heart, and he is the great healer. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in this last segment as we talk again to Monica Hawkins about the heart of God. I hear the whispers in my 
Well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And you are listening today to Monica Hawkins. She has just written a book, and it is entitled A Shattered Heart, The Journey of Hope, Trust, and Healing. And you know, listeners, that the grief and loss process is one of the things I talk about a lot. And the power of successfully going through the grief and loss process of any loss that we have and and how resilient that makes us and how much better we hear from the Holy Spirit and what forgiveness, an ongoing attitude of forgiveness, does for our hearts. And it is also one of the hardest things that we could ever endeavor to do. And so Monica has had to really forgive the unforgivable. If there's ever been an unforgivable, it is what she has had to forgive. And that was the shooting of her 20-year-old son, who was an innocent bystander. And she lost him three years ago and two months to, to the day. And so I'm so glad she's here talking with us about this. And, and I asked her before the show what was maybe the most important thing that she wanted all of us to hear. And that was, firstly, that you can begin again, and it's about trusting God. And the second one, that is, it is that forgiveness is God's way, and that that creates a new normal. So, Monica, thank you again, and this is our last segment. So what, what would you really like the listeners to hear? I really would like the listeners to hear, hear something, and I'm so glad to be on your show to share my story, um, is that regardless of what grief loss you have to go through, if you stay committed to the process, in some days you're not going to feel like it, and some days you're not going to want to. Um, I shared with you before the show, um, Cynthia, even through the, through the process, I had to really have my confrontation with my pain. I had to have the real confrontation with the hopelessness and even the point of being suicidal. I had to really deal with that with God and with my support system. And the Bible says in Isaiah 61, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. And there were days that I didn't want to praise God. There was days I didn't even want to smile. But the more I just obeyed God, Cynthia, the more I was able to walk through it. And that began my journey of you can begin again. And I found my new normal. My new normal now is I had two sons and one's living and one's, one's been passed away. One was murdered. And I had to learn how through conversations to facilitate that grief and loss. Sometimes, you know, people that didn't see me in a long time, hey, Monica, how are you? How's the boys? And I would just simply say fine at times because I knew I wasn't ready to deal with that pain or that mourning at that moment. So I would just say fine sometimes. So one thing that I learned through therapy is I identified my triggers. I learned how to be vulnerable to God, and that is not a word that went along with Monica's name. But <laughs> exactly. I learned how to be vulnerable with God and have my confrontation with my grief. And until this day, Cynthia, there I have what I call is my emotional timeout. I go into my room and I shut the door, and whatever emotion I'm feeling, whether it's feeling hopeless, where it was anger, or whatever, I sit and I talk to God, or I call my support system and talk to them. And then after that time frame I gave myself, I come out of it, and when I shut the door in that room, 
I begin my new normal. Well, isn't it? And that's what I want to encourage people is to say, there is a new normal. You have to learn to be willing to be vulnerable and forgiveness. I'm telling you, that was the key that God gave me was forgiveness because I really unlocked my future. I really unlocked the well, new see, woman I'm thinking, that I am today. I think that's a very powerful statement that you unlocked your future. I mean, it's really about freedom. And, you know, yeah. I think whenever you go through a loss to this degree, I, I know myself, I'm a very optimistic person. I'm also a very forgiving person just by nature. You know, I, I really just like getting along. And so if I think someone's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't generally hold grudges at all. And I know when I've had to go through some really big tragedies, I was amazed at some of the ugly feelings I had. I was shocked at what I could feel. Mm-hmm. Shocked by what I could feel. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and you know, one of the things is, and we see it happening in the public now, people trying to make sense of something senseless. And so they trigger out by being vengeful. Right. Cynthia, I want to be vengeful too. I know. I, I, you know, I was amazed when I had to go through a major loss of a, of a person. I was amazed at the level of hatred that I could feel or vengefulness that I, re- I thought this is not me. And then I realized this is human and sin is never logical. And if I try it's to understand, if, if I try to understand this, I will become more vengeful, more hate, more hateful. Yeah. And you know what? I was, I was very vengeful. And, <laughs> I get and, it. And I, I, I wanted to get back at him. And, and, and the Lord said to me, and this comes to, I keep saying it, you know, this is building a relationship with God. Yes. You can't do this in your own strength. Not even close. I don't care how encouraging I sound, how empowering I sound. What you hear is the sound of my relationship with God. Oh, through that's prayer, very, yes, yes. Through fasting and studying his word. So what you hear is God's glory on my life because I obeyed his process. And I stay committed to his process. And this thing is obtainable, Cynthia. It's obtainable for anybody. You can obey God and you can come to him real. I did, the first person I had to forgive was God. It's, a, it's and when amazing. I learned to, when I learned to forgive God, I, my journey began. Well, see, I think that's what's so powerful that, you know, when, when you say I had to forgive God, I've told people I had to forgive God. And it can almost sound blasphemous until I say to them, yeah. it isn't me forgiving something he did. It's a relational mm-hmm. piece that I got hurt and I felt like God could have done it differently and he didn't do it the way I wanted. And I had to forgive him for my expectation or for the way I wanted things. It wasn't it's, like God did anything wrong. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And when you have any expectations in a relationship, things, and that's how good God is. Yes. He, he'll, he'll let you, he said, I know your frame. I know who you are. So it's okay. But I never came to dishonor God. He just knew out of my pain that that's why I didn't want to have a conversation with him. I didn't want to trust him because of what happened in our relationship. But when I realized if it wasn't for God, he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace, whose mind has stayed on me. And the, the alarming rate of people losing their mind after a death of a child. He kept me. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, this journey of hope, trust, and healing, I realized that I needed to be healed and that I trusted God again, and I have no regrets. 
of the process he took me through. I have no regret of bowing to his sovereignty. He can do what he wants, when he wants, and how he wants to do it. But it's bringing so much healness to other families to tell them, you can begin again if you just believe God and trust him and forgive him as well as the person that did the act. And that will unlock your key to the plan and the future that God had for me. And that's why I'm sitting here on your show today, being <laughs> able to share the plan and future of my life. Since then, I started a scholarship fund. I was just going to ask you my... about that. So tell us about the foundation that you started in honor of Dante. Yeah. So in, since, since the death of my son, you know, course of healing is to memorialize or remember your child. And I started DMH, Delivering More Help Foundation. And I give away, because Dante was in school, in school, in college, I give away um, 500 to $1,000 to kids that qualify every year on a, on a date of his anniversary. So he started that. My son started that when he was in college. And I didn't realize he was doing it. Um, he would buy books for kids in school. Wow. And I didn't know he was doing it and sharing his books. Um, and, um, and then when I found out when people sent me a video of him, he had over 400 and something people at his funeral, over a hundred kids got saved that day. Um, and, and, and over 20 of them still keep in touch with me till this day. Oh, that's amazing. God will turn your, your ashes into beauties if you just trust them. I I, I can't say that enough to your audience. He is trustworthy. He is trustworthy. You know, I, I I love that because I remind myself and, you know, people that I talk with that, you know, I say, you can trust the one who died for you. I mean, how much more trustworthy is someone that will die for you? And so I keep reminding myself about Jesus. I can trust him. He died for me. So I can trust him. And I, I, say, I say to myself, I, I either trust him or I don't. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. And I say, I'm going to trust God. Or die trying. I'm just going to yes, trust them. Yes. And and you know what? Through this journey of in, in my book, where I'm very transparent, um, a shattered heart, a journey of hope, trust, and healing, is that God, despite whatever you're going through, God still has a plan for your life. And if you're patient and obedient, He'll start to unfold what that plan is. I didn't know I was going to reach thousands and thousands of families by my story, but God did it because I did the work and still doing the work. The work is not over. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's a journey, but the journey, I, I, I miss my son today. You know, I miss his big smile. I miss his personality. I miss him encouraging me that when I feel sad or I was down sometimes, he would just come in my room, Cynthia, and say, Mom, God got you. And so I miss being able to share with him the things that I, that I wanted, that I've accomplished. Exactly. Um, but you know what? I know that God had a greater plan for his life in my life. And to me, Cynthia, I felt like it was cut off too soon. But to God, he completed his full assignment. It's amazing to, to think that God grieves with you as well. Absolutely. You know, that this was not this is not a happy day for God that Dante was killed this way. 
Absolutely you know, not. And, and God we, did not want it. No, no, he didn't. And it's it's amazing that we can really draw comfort in the fact that God sits next to us and grieves with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and Absolutely. he is he is writing the world, and in the end, he's going to get it all righted. But in the midst of it, in the middle of it, we are going to go through hard times. So we are. we have about two minutes left. So again, tell us how people can get more information about your book, and then and then just use the last minute and tell us what the most satisfaction is that you get after this tragedy. What gives you the most satisfaction? Absolutely. So you can reach me at monicahawkinsministries.org. And my book, again, is A Shattered Heart, A Journey of Hope, Trust, and Healing. And what I want to share, what I get the most satisfaction, the Bible says in Corinthians, the, the same comfort that I receive from the Holy Ghost, I'm now able to give comfort to another family to say that God is a great God. And he will bring you through any grief or loss because he loves you and he died for you. So don't give up. God is right there. When you think he's not there, he's right there. All you got to do is begin to just talk to him and he'll talk back to you. I love that. Well, Monica, it has been great to have you. And I just, you know, pray God's blessings for you as well in what you do and and how much God is using you. And I know Dante is up there praying for you with Jesus and is always, I'm sure, very proud of you. And and I'm I'm thankful that you have allowed the God you have allowed God to really heal your heart on a daily basis so that you can come against injustice. So Absolutely. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and I want to encourage you listeners to check out the book. It is a really powerful book and very encouraging in the midst of tragedy and also to listen to the the show on my website at cynthiahyatt.com also uh, visit my facebook page at cynthia hyatt inc science for incorporated and i just pray that you have a blessed week and that god helps you through whatever the loss in your life is that you are dealing with and have a great week this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.